the game the game was pretty much solved for fifty minutes. This was just that last minute and a half, man. It was just I just it's like it's like they they mental left. That's all, that's all, all I can blame it on. The defense mm-hmm. and I was I was one of the few I was one of the many people that said that this defense would be Swiss cheese. And it was not the case tonight. It was not the case. The defense did their job for the most part. It was just that, like you mm-hmm. said, that you know, being if I mean, and I don't, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I would have been maybe an advocate for. I don't even see can't even really say that because I don't think I don't like you said this defense isn't built to you know to sustain long long drives with no with no with uh, no rest and just constant constant. Barrage coming at them. It's not. It's not. It's not. The, it's not that kind of defense. So to put them in that situation, giving the Cowboys a minute thirty with uh with no time. I should have. This should have never been. This should have never happened in the first place. But man, I'm I'm more optimistic after this game than I was two weeks ago. I can tell you that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You already know. You hear the sound of that guy's voice. The late great Vic of the Beast of the East. Uh, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. Shout out to to the big homie, resting in heaven, uh, great Vic. And you know, I apologize for that because normally at the start of every season and the conclusion of every season for the Giants, uh, we always lead off with his sound clips that we've his his historically has you know put on the show, uh, like all the other great stakeholders who come on and and give their thoughts on the show. And Vic's one of my favorites, man. Uh, uh, as far as he knew his football, he knew his shit. He was fun, lovable, uh, community service guy. But nobody rep, you know, being at MetLife Stadium like like Vic, or even going on road games. Like a lot of those clips from years ago in the infancy of the of the show, uh, and then a lot of those clips were when Giants were at Dallas when we had those big, uh, big. Uh, Weekend parties uh, with uh, the Giant fans at that time years ago. And shout outs to Vic. And then and that's how we closed the season, of the 2022 season, the sound of Vic's voice, you know, and, and rightfully so. And then I think that's my fault not to put that out there in the beginning because I think I was traveling, I think it was Chicago or something at the start of the season. Uh, yeah, because role, game number one was um, Nashville, right? The uh, the uh, Titans. So I, I kind of remember what happened. It was, got, things got slammed. But nonetheless, that's the great Vic. Beast of the East, Jersey Blue, Newark, New Jersey, man. Shout outs to Vic. Rest in heaven, homie. And we, let's talk about it. I said there's no better time to talk about it than tonight, right? Uh, you, know, no, you know, we didn't have a post game on Saturday night. They, the football uh, powers that be put the Giants' Eagle game Saturday night. Uh, I say the Chris behind the scenes, dude, I ain't doing no show Saturday night. Chris agreed, so we said, okay, fine, we don't do no show Saturday, Sunday. You got you know, the other two games, and nobody's going to win. We're not going to talk about it Sunday. That's football Sunday. You know? So we have an open slot. You know, We don't have a show. The baseball returns in a few Mondays when we do the Yankees, right? So we'll talk about Yankees in a few weeks, MLB, uh, uh, spring baseball, spring training baseball on Mondays uh, throughout the 2023 season. But tonight's an open slot. So I said, you know what, it's late. It's kind of last minute. I was feeling a little under the weather, uh, but I got better today, and I said, fuck it. I hit up the stakeholders. I hit up everybody. I put it on the stories. Like, hey, we got a show tonight. We got an hour and a half to talk what the fuck happened in Philly and how do we feel about the 2022 season. 
This is the night we analyze the fuck out of the quarterback. This is the night we analyze the fuck out of this team. And I'm ready to have that conversation. Uh, I got the C notes with us. Got Big O with us. Got the frontliner extraordinaire with us. We're going to talk about it. If we get more stakeholders on, that means we get the clock rolling. But before we do that, one more time, because I know I'm, I'm kind of almost on the clock, right? Cross promotions. Uh, on Tuesdays, man, the Rain Podcast with Ranger Proud. The conversation led by Ranger Proud on Tuesdays. We'll have that episode tomorrow. Talk about the games versus the Bruins, the Panthers uh, from this past week. Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum, conversation led by Nickelbacker Avenue himself at 9 p.m. this Wednesday. So we'll have that conversation on the Knicks, what happened to the Knicks in Atlanta versus the Hawks, what happened to them versus the Raptors in the uh, Toronto. Uh, they got a game tomorrow, and we'll talk about that as well. But this Thursday, we'll have no Giants talk. I repeat, no Giants talk. We're going to focus on the last four remaining teams, Championship Sunday, Bengals and Chiefs. We got Niners and Eagles. And I actually have a couple of special Special, uh, you could say, uh, guests coming through from other sports podcasts going to join and talk about that with us. So no Giants talk on Thursday. If you try to sneak in a little, hey, that's with the general manager, Joe Shane, and and um, and what uh, Brian Dable should do on Thursday. If you do that, we'll shoot you off the air. It's totally conference championships uh, Sunday. We'll talk about everything Giants tonight. Get it out the fucking way. All right. And then also one more thing. You got two more things. I'm sorry. And I, I, I know I've been long-winded. Put, shit, let me, let me do it like this because that, that's not fair to the stakeholders. I try to lead by example. I try to lead by example, ladies and gentlemen. I try to lead by example. Let's do it like this. Like, I don't want to keep let's, let's get everybody in order that they call. Just say hello. I'll get back into the cross promos, and we'll start this thing off. At the C notes. I don't want to keep people waiting. Carl, what's up, man? How you doing? Say hello real quick, man. How you doing, sir? Good evening, Steve. How are you? I'm better. I guess you say that. I'm, I'm better. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm better. Yeah, like health-wise, I'm better. I was feeling a little under the weather last night, and you know, I feel a little bit better. I'm better. How you doing, sir? Things are going pretty well. Cannot complain. We'll dis- we'll discuss it all uh, here in the next uh, ninety minutes or so. Yeah, we. You know what? No, we usually do an hour. We're going ninety minutes tonight. We got a lot of time on our hands. So we'll talk. We'll talk. Just stay tight. Shout-outs to uh, Carl at the C-Notes on Twitter. Big O. Big O, what's up, man? Say hello to the people. How you doing, man? What's good, man? What's good? Was a little under the weather these last few days, man, but I'm feeling better today. Uh, that ginger hey, is fucking incredible, man. Do you use the ginger? Yeah. Do you yeah, use I, ginger, use, I use ginger, man. I got, I got, I got it, ginger it, and uh, tamarack right here in the truck. So I'm going to just get me some tonight before I, I shut it down, you know, but it, it works wonders, man. It opens up everything, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, other than that, man, I'm, I'm feeling all right, man. I mean, I'm glad, you know, you had a show tonight. I don't think I was able to talk Giants football after the game. I, I it was, I was, I was, I, I was shell shocked, bro. I, I was, I didn't think we was going to go out like that, man. I, I'm dying to hear what Woo! Carl got to say. I think maybe Carl can put some light on just 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 wrap everything up, man, and just maybe make me feel good for the upcoming year. But man, I was devastated. I I, I was devastated, bro. I, I didn't. I really thought. I, I thought that maybe we could play a tight game, and if we do lose, okay, oh well. You know, it is what it is. They're a stronger team, but 
not like that, man. That was embarrassing. Totally embarrassing, man. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm doing well, man. I hope everybody else on uh, all the other stakeholders are doing well, man. Um, let's get on here and just just just, just recap the year, man. Let's just recap the giant. Let, we we will. But I got a question for you. Is there anything you would like to cross promote? Like anything you want to shout out? Uh, anything you want to say as far as um, you know? Anything you want to shout out, Big O? Because that's one thing yeah, you I get shout out. You know, just shout out like a shout out for what you just did, man. Well, you know. Bringing Vic back on, I swear, man, when I heard the voice, it brought kind of chills to me because I, I was like, is that Vic? You know, and I'm like, did this show just started without, you know, was they, th-? and then I'm like, well, what's going on? And then when you came in and said that, I was like, man, that's, that, that was a good thing you did, man. Shout out to, man, to Chris, you know, and his family, you know, again, though they went through some tough times, man, and um, I wish this could have been a better season for them, you know. I, I went out with a bang and bought him a Super Bowl, but hey, it is what it is, man. We wasn't strong enough, man, but I, I lift them up in prayer, you know, and um, hope that they can, you know, stay strong and, and, and make it through these tough times that they're going through, man. Man, without a doubt, man, without a doubt. And shout-outs to you, big old, and then uh, let's get everybody on. Uh, let's bring on the frontliner and shorter. And there, that will be the banks of the frontliners, NYG frontliners on Instagram. We're doing a fantastic fucking job, man. I love their posts, man. Um Frontliners NYG on Twitter, the Facebook page, the Frontliners, the king, the champs when it comes to giant fans on the road. Ain't nobody better in the business than the Frontliners. The Bigs and his team, but the Bigs, the homies with us. What's up, sir? How you doing, man? What's good, family? How's everyone doing? I guess I'm recovering, too, <sighs> getting back on my feet. Looking forward to talking to the Giants. I, I, I really kind of needed to talk after the game, but I understand the dynamics, but um, we're going to get to talk about it. Yeah, it was kind of like um, I didn't want to do it while being out there. And Chris, it wasn't. It would have been not fair to Chris. You know, you got you got life to live. Saturday night, we we normally don't do shows Saturday nights. I blame the NFL for having that fucking game on Saturday night. I, I wish it would have been Sunday. It would have been over and done. Right. Two hours straight, fresh. Um, you know, Bakes. Um, like listen, man. Like you, one of the best dudes. That I know, you know what I'm saying. Not just football with your analysis, but what you bring to the table for the fans. Like, and, and that's one thing I want to keep on reiterating on the show tonight, because this platform is designed for people like Carl, myself, Big O, Bakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are fans. We are not. We're not the media. We are not the newspapers. We are everyday fans that come together. That you know, we want to bring a collective of like-minded voices. This is how fans sound, and uh, and, and I'm appreciative. Like, I had to step back, you know, after the last couple of weeks and when me not being on the show for the football. I'm like, you know what? I have to reiterate what we are about as collect. That's why I say, yo, make sure you guys shout out what you guys do, and I'll shout it out for you. But, Biggs, is there anything you would like to shout out from the frontliners? Because you, you guys always got something bubbling, and, you know, it's, it's always hand-in-hand hand with us, man, you know? Is he there? Oh, I, was, I, thought, I thought we hung up. I can hear you. Okay, Bakes is there. I was, I was asking, uh, uh, see if Bakes is there. Bakes, you there? Carl? I yeah, can, can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah we hear so, you now. Okay, okay. So, yeah, um, the next thing we have is uh, the draft in Kansas City. That's what we're planning for. A few of us are trying to put something together for the draft. 
and in Kansas City, the weekend, uh, the April 27th through the 30th. So look forward to information coming out for that soon. So that's the next thing. So just keep following and supporting. We had an awesome turnout. Anybody that came to Jacksonville on uh, the first weekend in October uh, for the game against the Jaguars, so we had a great turnout. We had a great tailgate. We had great activities. Um, the meet and greet was huge. The uh, community service at the baseball stadium, that was huge. We're packing boxes for our overseas military servicemen and women. So, you know, we try to do everything full service when we come out to these these events and um, give back, not just hang out and party. We do that too on tailgate day, and then we got the win. So what better feeling was that? So uh, it was a great time, and uh, just continue to support us as we support the people. You know, we're um, on Instagram at MIG Frontliners, on Twitter, Frontliners MIG, on Facebook, The Frontliners. So we're not hard to find. People reach out to us all the time and try to continue to add more things every year as we build. I think we're going into our fifth year. I think we're going into our fifth year. So, you know, stay tuned. The organization and what Bakes and the Frontliners do gets bigger and bigger every year and a collective of fans that contribute. Uh, it's not just the, the fellowship, the tailgating, but like you said, the the community service. I mean, it's just little things like that I think fans do not grasp. Like, they got to understand, like, with the warm hearts that fans like Bakes put together, man, it's amazing. Like, and it's important that you guys share that stuff with your, you know, social media, your friends and families of what everyday fans like the Frontliners are doing, man, and they're doing great things. Whether Even with, like, let's say, when Carl was running Big Blue Chicago, Big O, and his show with, you know, with the guys, the Jet and some share, you got to share everyday fans' shit, man. That's what I'm trying to say, man. But let's get into the football talk. One more thing, Carl, before we do that. I got to say, one more. I got two more things. I, I did it. Get the cross promo because I was long-winded. The digital sports fan cards uh, available on the on the stories for IG and Facebook. Uh, it was fantastic uh, feedback. One with Chris. Shout out to you know you know you all know Chris the professor, right? And then of course uh, Susie Prof, Suzanne from Bleeding Yankee Blue. This is another way to show what fans um, are about their you know what they like, what they dislike with their teams. It's a, like players have their own sports fans cards, like baseball cards, football cards, but fans should have their own digital sports fans cards. So if you want one and you want to share and promote it, uh, hit up myself and we'll put one together for you and you should be celebrated. You're a fan too. Like you're not, fans are a part of the sports. And also as far as fans, man, uh, the orange and blue fanumentary, shout outs to Knickerbocker Ave and the Mad Hatter of the New York Knicks podcast. These guys have a uh, sports fan platform. Uh, a fanumentary on Amazon Prime Video called Orange and the Blues. Check it out on Amazon Prime Video. And it's a great, man, it was a great fanumentary. It took me back to a time that I remember as a Nick fan. And you can hear Nickelbacca Avenue Wednesday nights on 9 p.m. here on the Nickelbacker Avenue Fan Forum. So let's get right to it, Carl. Got Carl, got Big O, and Bakes. We got no timer right now. We get another call. We get a couple more calls. We got to default to the timer so everybody can speak. Carl, let's talk about the obvious first. Before we talk regular season, what the fuck happened in Philadelphia? I'll leave it open as that. I was disappointed. I think O said a lot on what I would have said. Were we bamboozled because of what had happened when you guys went to Minnesota because Minnesota's defense stunk? So we were, were we all bamboozled as well when the second team 
went to Philadelphia and gave Philadelphia somewhat of a game where they playing weasel on us, Carl, the Eagles, because the Eagles embarrassed the fuck out of us. Let's just call it for what it is. I'm not returning Eagles fans uh, calls. Uh, I'm actually blocked a couple of people because I'm petty like that, Carl. <laughs> I did not have a good night <laughs> in Philadelphia. I did not. I, I've i been to that place four times as, as a fan in my life, and I'm not saying that was the roughest, but it, it, it took me back to a time how why I hate going there. But, Carl, Philadelphia, let's talk about it. And then, let, Let's focus on Philadelphia the first go-around, then we'll get back to the regular season. Carl, what's your thoughts on what happened? So the answer to both of the questions you just asked were yes and yes. Um, the Minnesota game fooled a lot of folks, and what happened in the last game of the season, really a lot of folks. And let's just separate it into three separate buckets, right? So about a month, about six weeks ago, these two teams, I know it was seven weeks ago, yeah, about seven weeks ago, these two teams played each other. And I remember after that game, we were on, this, on the post game. I think it was me, Big O, a few other folks. And we all noticed the extreme talent disparity between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Giants. So much to the point where folks were actually believing that the Giants didn't show up for the game. But a number of us made the point that day that the Eagles were so good and are so good that they make you look that way. So you sort of start right there. But then the last game of the season where the Giants did not play their starters and the Eagles, quote-unquote, needed the game. Even with that, when you looked up at the score at halftime, the score was 19 to nothing. Even with that, of course, that was to be expected. The Eagles had their starters, the Giants did not. And whatever the final score was, the final score was. So a portion of the folks extrapolated from that that if the Giants – had their quote-unquote regular players playing, that things would be much different. But what you remember from that game, and I remember we talked about, I think we talked about this just last week, that the Eagles, and it was my suggestion, that the Eagles were playing a, a game plan in such a way that you, if you noticed it, they didn't do much with Hurts, and the Eagles were just kind of just playing to get out of there. That's how the game was, you know, sort of, just the way it looked. And that I think what folks do, and it happens in the postseason, you win a playoff game and, you know, there's this exuberance and you heard it all week coming into the game, ooh, this could be like 2007 or this could be like 2011 and the Giants are going on the road and they, yeah, they haven't won in Philadelphia in 8 billion years, but this is the time. And then we talked about previewing the game. I, I asked two questions last week. I said, Tell me how healthy Hurts is, and tell me how healthy Lane Johnson is. If, you answer, if the answers to those two questions are in the affirmative, I'm telling you that the Giants probably don't have a shot. And you watch the first drive of the game. The Eagles ran exactly what they wanted to do. They did their running with Hurts. They threw that 40-yard pass down the left sideline to Devontae Smith. You saw how the offensive line was basically throwing the Giants into the ocean. And once I saw that after about 10 or 15 plays, I said, you know what? This game is a wrap. Like, the Giants have no chance tonight. And then everything else that happened after that happened, and we came away from that game, at least I did, still saying the same thing that I said seven weeks ago, that the talent discrepancy between the Eagles and the Giants is so wide that in order for the Giants to even be in the game, 
basically like 10 things had to go right on one side and like nine things had to go wrong on the other side. Because if that game was played 100 times, the Eagles probably would have won 95 times. Like kind of how I looked at it. And unfortunately, you know, it was a sad ending to a, a great season. But to lose that way was was just a, 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 a bad taste. And I say that for this reason. If you had watched the game earlier that day with a very similar team in Jacksonville, who basically came to the game in the postseason from the same place the Giants came from. They came from nothing, built something out of a season, got to the playoffs, came from whatever they came back, down by a billion points last week and won the game. They go up to face the establishment and the Chiefs and basically had a chance to win the game with like five minutes to go. I think a lot of us thought going into Philadelphia that it would be a similar situation. And by about the, what, seven-minute mark of the first quarter, it was goodnight the lights. Like, you just knew that that this was just not going to be a situation that was going to work out. And, you know, hey, if you're going to go forward here, if you're going to team, you have to develop a roster in some fashion to compete with them if you're going to get where you want to go. If the quarterback's going to be an MVP candidate as he was this season before he got injured and they're going to have this talent, you have to figure out some way to uh, mess essentially an all-star team to compete with them because you're not going to go into a gunfight with them with knives. I'm sorry, just not. And that's kind of how it played out. Hey, now, um, Carl, you want to ask a question for Big O, who's next? Um, yeah, Big O, as as we, you know, as we look forward here, I almost feel like the Giants to 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 kind of go forward almost have to take a step backwards now, and I'm not sure if you feel that way because my fear now is that the expectations are going to be raised based on what happened this season. But the issue I'm noticing is that there are two teams in the Giants division where there's a talent gap with, and that's the Giants and the, I mean, the, the Cowboys and the Eagles. And I'm trying to figure out between now and September how they close that gap. Am I wrong in thinking that next season could be a bit of a step back when you figure expectations and potential regression based on the fact that the schedule will be a little bit harder than it was this year? And Big O, real quick, real quick, if you can answer that question for Carl, my also question on how did you look at the game versus the Eagles? I want you to take me step by step. You great. You tell us a great story. I want to know exactly how you saw the game through the eyes of Big O, if you can answer that for me as well. First, I will. I'm going to answer Carl. Man, Carl, uh, after what I saw Sunday, we are a couple of a few seasons away from getting to at least to compete with Dallas and Philadelphia. Yesterday was a reality. I mean, uh, Sunday, Saturday was such a reality check that this, the dream I was, I was in, I finally woke up out of it, man. It, 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 we're, 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 we need so much talent on this team. We're lacking so much talent. I, 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 I can't see this next year team, us 
I mean, well, I, I learned today. So I don't see this team. We're going to take a step back. I mean, I don't see this team compete. Let's just be honest here. The road goes through Philly in our division and Dallas. It's like if you're not going to beat these two teams, if you can't beat these two teams, you're not going to win any. You're not going to win the big dance. What I saw Sunday, I, I I saw a team that just it was just like a pee wee league playing a varsity team. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to do to us. That first drive was so discouraging. I mean, so discouraging, and to turn the ball over right after that. I mean, I, I'm I'm lost, man. It, it, I'm I'm questioning every I'm questioning everything now. I know our linebackers suck. We knew that. Our interior offensive line is not that good. I thought we had a D-line, and, man, I, from what I saw Saturday night, that D-line was a totally, total disappointment. I mean, like you said, they was getting thrown all over the place. They could not do nothing right. I mean, if, even if they wanted to, they couldn't. This team... We were set up. It was a setup, like you said last week. I think Philly downplayed a little bit. Had us thinking that we may have a chance if we do get past our first round playoff. And um, man, Minnesota defense has to be sorry as hell because we couldn't shake anything with Philadelphia. I mean, not I, all phases of the game. We was we sucked. I mean, they, they, they was flawless on all phases of the game. I watched that first I, – I, man, that first quarter, man, was such a heartbreaker, man. I mean, such a heartbreaker to get 21 zips. I mean, I don't know if you guys played Madden. When we played Madden, when you get 21 zips, man, you get off the stick. Like, you you know, you hand the stick to the next guy, it's over with. I, I, I couldn't – I couldn't believe that we went out like that, man. I, I, I just – there was no fight. I mean, we got deflated. There was no fight at all. Daniel Jones looked like Daniel Jones. Just, just it had me scratching my head. Like, damn! Last week you played a superb game, and then this week, not not to say that you had somebody in your face almost every damn play, but I mean, could not even feel pressure, find a spot to buy time. I mean, move around a little bit. None of that. I mean. When he tried to run, there was all that, which we should have known that they was going to be on that. They was going to come in there and shut that down and say, you're going to have to beat us from the pocket. Um, I don't see it, man. I, I, this team does not, is not like, you, you called it out. It's a setback. It is a setback. They're not, I'm not going into next year thinking that we're going to be beating, we're going to be beating teams from left to right. Unless we, we make a big splash in free agency, have some good draft picks, and then again, you gotta you gotta hope that the scheme that we come in with next year can come together, and we we can come together and make it work. But man, that that reality check Saturday, Philadelphia is, and I and I and I know we don't like Philly. I know we hate him, but you gotta give credit where credit is due, man. That coaching staff, that team, is well together, man. I mean, they are they are hitting on all cylinders. To have a coach with that kind of fire in him, man, I mean, if you saw the coach during that game, I mean, every time they were sticking it to us, he was feeling that like it was just, I mean, it wasn't just no fist, no pump. It was just like, yes, everything we worked on, everything we know we are, we are that, man. I mean, this, 
they demolished us. And rightfully so, man. When you come in and this up this is a, with this type of game, you don't come in there and play around. You 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 knock them out. And when they hit the ground, you stop them out. That's what they exactly what they did to us, man. I was left breathless, man. I couldn't believe what we was doing. I mean, I really thought we was going it was gonna be a fight. Uh, maybe maybe we put up a fight, put up a couple of touchdowns and try to keep this thing close at the end and maybe we could try to steal it away. Or we lose it. And I would have felt fine. I would have been like, okay, we tried. It was they had the better team, but man, that game man made me realize we got a lot of work to do, man. We, I mean, a lot. It ain't just a little bit. We got a lot of work to do, man. That defense was. Got, I don't even know what to say about this defense, man. I mean, we got some pieces we can keep, but there's a lot of that need to be changed out, man. Especially our linebacking core. I mean, nobody knew how to tackle. I mean, it's just like they forgot everything. This team came in there like, I don't know, man. I just really don't even know what to call this, man. It was it was horrible. I've never seen – I've seen us get our butt work before, but I kind of felt like when we lost that Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl, man, I felt horrible. I couldn't – it's like we, we was handicapped, man. We couldn't do anything. Not one thing worked, nothing Right, man. That little drive we did, we scored. Ah, yeah, all right. I mean, come on, man. At the end of the day, you knew you were supposed to put everything on the line, you know, put everything out there on the field. And I just felt that the Giants laid a big egg, man. It, it, it was a big egg. Now I'm questioning everything, man. Is Daniel Jones our future? We, we'll, we'll get there. Hold, hold that thought. We'll, mm-hmm. I, next on the list when we go back around. Right. But Can I, give me your – give me if you could answer this real quick, huh? Go ahead. Steve, can I follow up with, on, with Big O on, on, on something he just said just now? Mm-hmm. Big O, was your analysis of the game before it started based on the idea that Hurts would be healthy or the Hurts would be injured? My, I, you know what? I, 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 and you, it's funny you said that because I did say, man, if Hurts is healthy, we're in trouble. I was thinking maybe that last game we played, he didn't do too much running and everything. I was like, maybe that shoulder's not that good. I mean, maybe that shoulder's still a little, he, he's still a little tender. Maybe something, we might have some here. If he, if he comes in still a little hurt, we can bang him up and, and, and put that pressure on him. And maybe it could be it, it, it could be a close game. Maybe he can't do what he want to do. But, man, that, we were set up, man. That was the, and then I got to say hats off again to Philadelphia because we fell for the banana in the tailpipe. That dude <laughs> came in there, and man, I, I, and, 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 and the offensive line, man, oh my God, man, they played a superb game, man. I, I just got to say, I gotta, I gotta say it, man. When we, when I get my, when, when, when if I'm fighting and I get beat, I got to say, hey, look, hats off to you, you did your job, you, you, you whooped that ass. But when I come back, I gotta come back, I gotta come back better than this, man. It's gonna take, it's gonna take us a couple, a few years, man to get up there where Philly is at. We're, we're nowhere near it, man. We're nowhere near it. I, right, right. Nowhere. Let's go to Bakes. Now, I'm going to come back to that question. Uh, oh, but let me go. Let's go back around. Let's get Bakes, get his right. thoughts. And I would like to answer that Jalen Hurts question when it's my turn. But let's let's go to the frontliner and store it in there. Bakes, um, you know, your thoughts on how you saw the Eagle game. 
And as a fan, see, I, I want to talk from a different perspective as well. I mean, we, we talk about what happens in game no matter what, but you actually had a good year going against because you, you said it earlier, like, you know, this is one of your better seasons, like still a lot of wins. Maybe we could talk about that I'm later, undefeated. but Philadelphia, how did you see that game on Saturday? Like how you, if you want to answer Carl's question on, you know, the Hurts, uh, you know, diagnosis, your, your thoughts as well. Um, so, yeah, I had an undefeated road game, uh, road game and one home game. So I was undefeated and I went to about five games. So this is probably my best ever. So I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Um, we haven't played really good competitive football to, since 2016. We had a really good season, and um, I think Coach DeBall squeezed as much juice out of the fruit that he could with what we had. Um, we got decimated by injuries on offense. We never really had a, 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 a clear-cut wide receiver one. We paid a lot of money for a guy that didn't play or didn't fit into the offense, didn't show up, had one touchdown in two seasons. We still made the playoffs. Uh, we won a divisional round, uh, wild card round game. That, um, myself and Carl was at the game among among others. Um, that's nothing to um, to be dismissive of, dismissive of, because we haven't won a playoff game in I think since our last Super Bowl game. So. I, I'm 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 seeing the glass half full. For the game perspective, um, I had false hope because we saw what happened the last the last game of the season where we played them second and third stringers. They jumped out on us and we still came back. We battled. We just we didn't battle. It just it, it felt like we didn't show up for the game. Like Carl says, when you're dealing with top talent, top talent, um, that's what it looks like. I, I akin it to. I went to Syracuse and I went to homecoming this past this past uh, September and we played a team named Wagner. That's a small college outside of uh, Staten Island. Never even really heard of them. And when they walked on the field against um, the Syracuse Orange, it looked like a high school team. And we beat the team 59 to nothing. And there was nothing they could do. They were outmatched talent wise. And I think that was the issue. Now. I can I can live with that because our situation, our cap situation, the injuries, what I couldn't deal with is I felt like we were outcoached, and that's the problem I have. I think out of all those games this season, I think Coach did a great job of making adjustments and doing things, didn't do a great coaching job in that game, and I think it just they rolled on us so early and so hard that they didn't realize what to do. I think that going for it on fourth and eight, at the 45 was a bad call. Mm-hmm. It was a bad call, and I think that was the start of the road, um, the downhill spiral of the game. Um, usually what he does is put Daniel Jones in situations to build his confidence. And I think that, and then coming back, Bradbury with the pick, and, you know, they're, they're playing fast and loose. They're jumping routes because they got a tough defense so they can take risks. Our defense – while was amicable, we can't take risks because we can't afford to give up big plays. And that's the reason why even against Minnesota, the team just kept marching down the field and they couldn't – we don't have a pass rush. We don't have a real pass rush, regardless of what anyone wants to say. Um, I feel like Leonard Williams is completely useless, and that's just mm-hmm. my opinion. Wait, wasted money. 
He doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. I think he needs to be cut, personally. That's just my feeling because his numbers don't depict the kind of money that he's making. He doesn't do anything. Now, Sexy Dexy, Thibodeau, he gets to me, and call me if I'm wrong, I feel like Thibodeau gets held on the edge every time, and no one's calling mm-hmm. him. Yep. Dex is doing his thing, but we can't generate a pass rush. We can't do anything. So we can't do anything at those levels. We can't expect those uh, corners to hold those guys for five, six seconds, and then you got a running, a dynamic running quarterback. I give all props to Philly. Philly is a well-oiled team. But what I what I will say, what I disagree with you two gentlemen is, is that next year they have 18 free agents and I think six unrestricted. They're not going to be able to resign everybody. And God forbid if they win the Super Bowl, they're definitely not going to be able to sign everybody. So NFL is about parity. Not saying we'll be right back where we are, but they won't be right back either because a lot of those guys are going to want to get paid, especially if they win the trophy, you know what I'm saying? And they can't pay everybody. They got 18, and most of them are impact players. They can't, the line, all that stuff, they can't sign everybody. They, if they're lucky, they might be able to sign half of them, maybe less if they win, win out, win out. So I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is what the GM is going to do with improving this roster. You got to think about it. The offense itself, we got Joes off the street, practice squad guys, playing meaningful, impactful minutes. Still haven't fixed our line. Evan Neal went through his his rough season on the right side, and hopefully, I think he's a good talent, hopefully with some adjustments and some footwork, he'll be as good as Thomas is on the left. But he was getting beat like a drum. The dude was just running yep. past him. Yep. So, you know, but Coach squeezed as much out of their fruit that he could. I got to give all props to that, but I just didn't like the fact that I felt like we were out coached. Try something different. Why wasn't Jones running as much? I don't know if he didn't worry about him getting hurt, or it just felt like we were playing scared when we usually play like mm-hmm. we got nothing to lose. We weren't supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to make the playoffs. So that's the way I'm, I, I'm looking optimistic mm-hmm. at this. If they say they're going to sign Saquon and um, Jones back, I'm okay with that because if you bring in a rookie, unless he's like top, top talent, which we won't get because we're picking 23, it doesn't make any sense to go get someone new. He shows that he can protect the ball and play decent and make good decisions. I think if we get him some real weapons, he can be more than serviceable. He can be more than a game manager because he did play a lights-out game against Minnesota. I was there, Carl, you were there. He did everything right. So he has the ability, and he's been coached up. So I feel a lot better about Jones than I have in a long time. And y'all know I was a big – I was like, I can't wait to get rid of this dude. But the fact is, who can we get that's going to come in and be as impactful, has to come in and learn the offense, so get this man some real weapons. I like, I like uh, Bellinger at tight end. And I think everybody else at wide receiver is up for grabs. Everybody. Uh, like uh, right. number 18. We could probably put him in a slot or something. Everybody else, Richie James, Sterling Shepard, Slayton, Butterfinger ass, they can all go for for as long as I can. Right. We need deep threat. We need a deep threat, a big wide receiver 
not only to go up top, but that way it will free up the box for Saquon. So they won't put eight in the box, nine in the box, because they know that's primarily what we want to do so we can score more points. Bellinger is nice. I like he can catch, can block. I'm okay with him. Interior O-line, we need to work on that. All so right. There's some pieces. Can I, can I say something to Bake? Can I say something? Real quick, yeah. real quick, it's my turn, man. Shit. <laughs> no, go ahead. Didn't want to lose that thought because he did say something very important here. Leonard Williams, man, before he got that, 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 that year before he got that contract, I mean, he was dominating. Don't you think when Sexy Dexy is getting double teamed and when they – if the game plan was to take Dex out, Dex out and take uh, uh, Thibodeau out, don't you think he should have been – Running free and, I mean, be dominating at his position. I mean, one-on-one blocking. I, I, I don't get it. I seem like this guy got his cash, and he took a, he took a step back. Yeah, he set the cruise control. That's, that's how I feel. I feel like it was a bad – first of all, it was a bad deal. We could have waited for the offseason mm-hmm. for him. We traded for him. So we gave him draft picks. Then we had to pay him. Then he yep. wanted to get paid like he was um, buddy from the, uh, the Chargers, and you're not on that level. You don't even have numbers that close. You're not a disruptor. You don't, you're not a sack master. I, I just don't see it. And then right. I can't even remember anything spectacular he did this year. I just don't think he's here. And I don't – Yeah, that was a fear when he was a Say that again? You know, when he had that when he had that year in was it 2020 the yeah the COVID year when he had that yeah. season and the way he had it like I remember I think some of us I think we were doing shows at that time saying yo like this dude is going crazy here about to get this money but I'm not sure if he's gonna play like this again and exactly. he pulled out the way he did he got his money and here we are two years later <laughs> and and so that leads to uh, another question. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, both mm-hmm. had their best years as pros. Saquon had his probably second best year. Um, his first year was outstanding, but first health, health-free year for both players, free agent year. They only played, missed one game, and they were held out because they held them out. And now we're about to pay these guys. We'll, Do we have we'll that get same to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that right now, matter of fact. Let me let me speak on what happened versus the Eagles, and we'll lead into that part of the conversation because you guys are touching on the uh, salary cap structure, players who we should keep going forward, and we're going to have that right now. But uh, the Eagle game, uh, listen, I think um, we were bamboozled, hoodwinked, running straight, let them muck. You, know, you already know the saying, right? Philadelphia – Talent-wise, by far superior. And Carl had the accurate question about the status of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I wasn't on with you guys, but I've listened to a lot of uh, Eagle fans who I I trust, you know, objective Eagle fans. And and I assumed, like they assumed, that all the smoke about his injury status was just nothing but that. It was smoke. It was basically to keep everybody at bay as far as his condition. I didn't think it was as bad as it was portrayed to be, like everybody made it. And the only way that the Giants were going to win the game was to play a perfect game just to stay in it. 
and 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 it looked just like game number one uh, at MetLife where we got destroyed and and it was just no competition at all. Uh, and, and the biggest disappointment is what you guys just said. I, it was on my the top thing I looked at that game was our defensive line uh, for t- uh, Saturday night. It shows that as flashes that we do have in spots during the season, the, the Eagles probably have the best offensive line, and they did nothing against them. Uh, and, and Carl brought up the point of Lane Johnson playing and, and Kelsey. They just dominated everything the Giants tried to do. There was no pressure whatsoever from any side of the ball or even up through the middle. And then the separation between Devontae Smith uh, over our safeties, where I really blame Wayne Martindale for not even, you know, just, it was just gashes all over the place. It, it, it was sickening to watch that live. Um and 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 and, and Bakes, I think that's the reason why I'm glad Bakes is on because I said that we weren't going to make the playoffs this year. But the, to y'all credit, and some of you guys said it a few weeks ago, we beat up on teams like Danny said it. Danny came on, he said it perfectly. We beat up teams we normally would have played down to, and we held serve and we beat them. And we there was a couple of wins, and I actually want to ask you guys this question too when we go around. We got Sean with us. I want to I want to put him on and get his thoughts on that Philadelphia game. But we're going to lead into the Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Williams, and and everybody else uh, uh, on this roster and where we go from here, uh, starting uh, off season. But um, Wake Martindale, especially Dave on that fourth and eight. Somebody said that like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? See, that's a, that's one thing I thought I we had an advantage. I can actually explain. I thought we had. Okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. I think when 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 Dayball saw how the Eagles moved down the field, the first drive of the game, I think that spooked him. Because I think maybe he, even he thought, hey, maybe Hurts is hurt. Maybe the Eagles are a little bit slow. But once he saw what we all saw, that's when he, I think it, it triggered into his head, hey, we're gonna need to score tonight. Like, we're not going to be able to 19-16 our way through this game tonight. Like, that's not going to work. So we need to figure out – and they were moving the ball right up until the point where Jones tripped over the guy and got sacked and they lost five yards that set up that fourth and eighth play. And so at that point, you're at the 40-yard line. If you punt the ball there, and there's only two good outcomes of that, right? You either punt it 25 to 30 yards and hope it's perfect where it's, it's downed inside the 15 or the 10-yard line, or B, the worst possible option would be the ball goes into the end zone and basically it's a 20-yard punt. So mm-hmm. option three, you're in no that. man's land. You might, you're not going to kick a 57-yard field goal right there. No. So no. you're at no. option four, which is to go for it. I didn't think they were going to make it. That's, that, it felt that they weren't going to make it. I thought I would have took the more lesser option. Hopefully we make a defensive play. But it was so bad on both sides of the ball, as you guys saw and it played out the way it played. They played a flawless first half, and I don't think there was nothing we could have done to slow it up the game. I thought slowing up the game, hopefully we made a defensive play, a, a recovery, a fumble on next series. Who knows? But that's kind of how I looked at it. But also what really pissed me off was the terrible tackling, man. I mean, come on, man. The linebackers, the corner mm. zone, how mm. God it got into the end zone. It, it was just the fundamentals mm. of what we thought we, we saw better football this year was just on display, just self-destruction. Um, I have a lot more to say, and I, I have a question for everybody. And you guys remember this question. Maybe I'll ask it after Sean speaks. We'll bring him on. But um, I wanted to ask everybody, what was the biggest win of the year? Is it at Tennessee? 
at uh, versus Baltimore or other? That's the question. Like biggest win of this season because this is also a season recap. Uh, also, uh, Philadelphia putting us to bed on Saturday in a in a casket, closed casket versus them. Uh, they destroyed us. Uh, let's bring on Sean, get his thoughts on what he saw versus the Eagles. Just remember that question. We'll go back around. Uh, biggest win of the season, was it the one at Tennessee or was it the one versus Baltimore or was it other? But, Sean, what are your thoughts, man, um, of this uh, the Philadelphia game? We'll start there. And, then, and, matter of fact, Sean, if you don't mind, talk about Philadelphia, but at the same time, um, we'll lead into the, okay, Daniel Jones where market value wise, how are we going to approach this in the off season? Saquon Barkley, other, you know, we talked about the guys already brought up Leonard Williams. There's a lot of things we got, we got a piece by piece summary level tonight that will lead us into off season discussions for the rest of this 2023 off season. But Sean, your thoughts, how you doing, sir? Hey, how's everybody doing? I know it's kind of, we're still kind of getting over the destruction that the Eagles did to us. But it's it's um, I'm so happy for the season, and I know there's a question that you asked that you was gonna ask after, you know, we get around. But I, I can answer that first question first. Is our biggest win of the season was the first one because nobody expected us to beat Tennessee. So okay. The game we'll, put one, that we'll put a tally. It could be new. One for Tennessee. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, I'll put one down for uh, Tennessee. As far, okay. <laughs> as far as the Eagles game. I know we uh, talked about the coach. I don't think he was spooked, but the one thing throughout my years of watching football, especially in the playoffs and Super Bowl, is not about how the team plays, but the coaching is magnified to the fifth degree. So he definitely got out coached. I really think he out coached himself. Because, honestly, whether it would have made a, a difference or not, I probably would have had Philly. I, I probably would have had the ball first on offense. And see what we can do with, and, and how we, you know, was moving the field and, and try to, yeah, the crowd would have been into it, but I probably would have had the ball first and then put the defense out there. And as far as going forward in fourth and eight, no, I would have kicked it. I just felt like when it's your first time in the playoffs as a head coach, you just outthink yourself. And that's all what happened. And I can't fault him for that. He outthought himself. And then it it comes to a point where here we are in the second quarter, you down by 21. So nothing you can do and nothing that the team is doing is right. Everything just went wrong. Everything. And my only thing is, I can deal with the losses. Time ever in this series between us and the Eagles, they beat us up every damn time. Like, they bullied us every game this season. And I, I just I just never felt like that in years past where we got bullied every game we played against them. So, yeah, we, we need that that mentality of, wait a minute, you push us, we're going to push you back. And, of course, we need talent and other stuff also. Um, I just thought that we was going to make it a game. I did not see us getting destroyed again like the first time. But it happened. Like I, like I said, it, it just 
nothing just went, like, from the beginning. It just felt like, oh, this is not going to be good. The whole team, it just didn't feel right. So, but it's still a good season, something to learn on. Um, hopefully we can keep Daniel Jones. Hopefully we can keep Barkley. Um, one of them maybe is going to make a move. Uh, we might not be able to keep both. Uh, the draft, what it all means, well, I know way better than me. I'm, um, wide receivers, linebackers. It seems like we always talk about linebackers. So, um, to say this is a rebuilding year, in a rebuilding year, we made it to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Last year, we was at the end of the season, we were probably, what, the 28th best team in the league? This year, if you know, if you do it correctly, as far as us being put out in the playoffs, we were the seventh best. That's a great league. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. So the thing is, for next season is, yeah, our expectation is playoffs once again and even more. So that's basically all I got. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over the Eagles stuff slowly but surely, and thank God that. The Cowboys lost, and yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, let's get. We gotta get the clock going because we have 35 minutes left of this episode. So let's get too much as we could talk. We'll go back to Carl, and we let, let, let's talk. Uh, biggest win of the season. Your thoughts was it at Tennessee versus Baltimore or other? But also, uh, we got past Philadelphia portion of the show. Now, what about? Uh, the roster, like that, I think that's the biggest question with Daniel Jones, Carl. If you want to answer it, because it, to me it felt like he played his best versus where the opponents were subpar, and a lot of fans rolled that wave. And no, no, Carl, I'll say this as a tidbit because you, none of you guys know this. I felt like I was arguing. I felt more angry arguing with Giant fans just as much as being at the game versus the Eagles. Meaning. During that game, Carl, Giant fans were – there's a lot of DJ supporters, almost cult-like, Carl, where they made excuses about Daniel Jones. And I feel like when Daniel Jones overly performed versus a team like the Colts sucks, Minnesota defense sucked, but when it was time to ride to an occasion versus above 500 teams, we didn't play the Niners this year, we didn't play the Chiefs, uh-huh. we didn't play the Bills, uh-huh. we didn't play the Bengals – he mm-hmm. played well versus the only game like okay Baltimore right he I you know in that game he, it took a Julian Love interception to turn the course of that game so where do you look at Daniel Jones uh, Carl but also the Giants any Giant player you want to analysis and and, and Bakes I actually want to say something about Evan Neal too because it's I, that's more I think there's a little a low it's a little loaded than I think it could be because. Going from left tackle to right tackle is not as easy as I think a lot of people think it is. But, Carl, uh, your thoughts, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, uh, roster, uh, construction going into this offseason. And if you want to go back to the Philadelphia game or reminisce on any of the games this year, uh, feel free, man, because I think we need to talk honestly about this team. And I think this is the platform to do it. So I think the best win overall, I mean – I could have picked the Washington game at the end of the season, which kind of gave them the, you know, the, the playoff spot. But I, the, there was a, a sneaky game that happened in the season. That was the London game against the Packers. 
because early on, you know, when you're starting a new program, like the coaches, he's trying to, you know, get some confidence in, in the guys and such like that. And when they came back and rallied, I forgot, it was a 17-3, and they get the goal line stand against Rodgers, that, like, sort of, like, vindicated the belief that the team and the coaching staff was trying to instill, right? And that sort of propelled them to think that maybe they could do much more than they ever could possibly think about doing. And then it played out the next week. I think they played Baltimore the next week. They won that game. And all of a sudden, things were on a, on a trajectory for the season where they were able to sort of ride that wave for a good period of time. So the Packer game would have been the one I would have selected um, in terms of the overall season. I think the next week, once they, went, once they beat Baltimore, fans were excited. And then by the time they got to 6-1, and one, barring any sort of like crazy collapse, they were going to make the postseason the way the NFC shook out. So the Packer game would, would have been the one for me. Far as looking ahead now, so now let's we have to sort of now get into the cold, emotionless part of this. Um, if you look at the way teams are constructed these days, mm-hmm. it's very mm-hmm. hard to have a quarterback being paid market rate, have a running back being paid at market rate, and have a wide receiver, a top, a really, really good wide receiver, a number one receiver at market rate numbers. Look at the four teams that are playing this coming Sunday. It doesn't exist. Right. Cincinnati, Kansas City, San Francisco, Philadelphia. I mean, you could have used Buffalo to a certain extent as well. But So you, you can get two of the three, but you can't get all three unless basically you've hit like in the draft and have all the same guys basically on the same um, timeline. It, it 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 just it the, the math doesn't 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 add up. You you can't you can't pay at the top of the market basically for those three guys. And Jones is going to have a market right now based on his performance this season. I think the franchise tag is like thirty one million dollars. So the starting point for any Jones contract will begin right there. Okay. So now you've got that. The Saquon thing is this. I saw he ran the ball this season. 295 times. Do you believe that the Giants can run Saquon, just round that off, 300 times again next season and get quality return on that investment? If the answer to that in any way is no, then I think the decision has to be to cut bait. Because as you watch the Dallas Cowboys play now, Ezekiel Elliott's only, what is so it, sixth year? And he's done. Let's just, I'm just sure. going to call it what it is. He is done. It's over. And he came in the league gangbusters, but as time goes on with running backs, he gets about 27 years old. And what, I don't know how – I think Saquon's going to be, what, 20? I think he's going to be 27. I think at the start of this – someone could check that. But – you're right. You're right in that danger zone, right? And there was a run that he had on Saturday night that I think it was a long run he had. I think it went like 30 yards. That you can't tell me that if that was three or four years ago, he doesn't take that to the house. Like that kind of like that little diminishing speed. Like if that is gone from his game, like 
that type of explosion, if it's not there, if it's only there like the first like six games of the season as it was this year, take a look and see how many runs Saquon had of over 30 yards like after the, after the first half of the season. It's very few, but he had them in the first half, but he didn't really have many in the second half. So that's something to just think about. And then we're saying, okay, we'll get DJ weapons. Okay. How do you want to acquire that? Do you want to use your first-round draft pick on somebody? Do you want to, what some of these other teams have been doing, trading a, a first and a third-round pick for, I'm just going to pick a guy who I think might be available based on the way the team is constructed, uh, T. Higgins, uh, Brandon Ayuk. You want to trade for You want to trade for it? Because those, those would be the two guys that are likely to be available at the end of the season. You, not, there's not being much made of it now, but Cincinnati can't pay everybody. But that would be the type of guy that you would be looking at if you think that one of those guys could be the, you know, a top receiver. But even before you even get to that, you still have to figure out what you want to do with the interior of the offensive line. Because as long as the Giants are facing Philadelphia and Dallas in the same division four times a year, if that part isn't figured out, you're not going. You're not beating them. (laughs) They, They bully you at the line. We've seen them play four, five times this season. Let's scratch out the last game. Four games this season. And in each of the four games, at the line of scrimmage, the Giants were bullied. You have to tell me now, how does that improve? Do they pay somebody to fix that? Do they draft people to fix that? Because we're, to, we're still talking about the weapons. We're talking about how much we're paying the other guys. But we still have a line of scrimmage issue that has to be solved. And that's even before we get to the defensive part of it where we don't get a consistent pass rush and we're trying to figure that part out. We're talking about potentially releasing Leonard Williams. The linebacking situation is what it is. And we got lucky this season because Adore Jackson was able to, well, with the exception of the game, games where he got hurt where he was on the punt return, he actually played a full season, which I, you know, for the most part has been almost never in his career. Like, that, the second cornerback spot has to be fixed before the start of next season. You cannot go into the season saying, hey, we're going to put Moreau out there for, for 16 games and think you're going to be able to get away with that again. Um, that's, teams are going to study what the Giants did this season now that they have a full season of tape and be able to sort of scheme against some of this stuff. So I'm just trying to figure out the mathematics of how all this works is very tricky. And I would just ask everybody, if you could have two of the three, let's just have this conversation right now. Jones, Barkley, and no receiver, or Jones, no Barkley, a receiver, or replacement for Jones, Barkley. Like, tell me the combination that that you would want to have based on just the pure finances of it. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, Shout-outs to Carl. If you can answer that question, Big O, because we got to put a timer on it because of the time, feel free to answer that question, Big O, and we go to Bakes after that. Uh, Well... Uh, where I'm at with this, man, I, the, I, I have to ask myself, too, is Daniel, okay, look at these quarterbacks that's left in this playoff. And you got to say these are top-notch, well, let's just say Purdy, he's playing lights-out football right now. So uh, he's a rookie, and he's doing good things. But the other three, you got Hurts, you got Mahomes, and you got uh, uh, Burroughs. Do we have in Daniel Jones what those guys have? That instinct, that 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 poise, that 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 be able to make 
to rise up players by their play. Do we have that type of quarterback? Is Daniel Jones that dude? Are we convinced that he is that guy and he can get us to the promised land? I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I'm watching other quarterbacks in this league, and I still don't see that, that elite play out of Daniel Jones. He, he had some good games. He, he played some all right games. He, he, got, he, he won some good games. But I still see skittish plays a lot. Um, Barkley is not a normal running back. He's not. Barkley, he, 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 he took a little step back, but he can give you, he, he'll give you everything he's got on that field. He will give you everything he's got. Do we need to retain him? I don't see no problem with it. If we have that elite quarterback, I just don't think that we do. I, I, I think it's just a lot was put on Barkley. Barkley carried this team a lot too this year. I, if, if you watch, if, if maybe I'm seeing something else, but I, I, he took this team and put it on his back a lot of games and helped us win those games. Um, and I think as, a, as an elite quarterback, you should be able to put a team on your back and, and, and win. And, 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 and win games. Um, our best game this year, that, that, the, the, to answer your question, Steve, I think the best game we played was that playoff game against Minnesota. I, it was lights out from, from Daniel Jones. But then, again, when we played a team that's over 500, he's not that dude. He's just not. The offensive line, we already know it's an issue there. But, um, you're only, you're, your offensive line is only as good as your quarterback play. Um, I've seen teams win last year. Uh, uh, Cincinnati offensive line wasn't that great, but Burrow's play was immaculate. You know, it, it compensated for it. You know? Happened it yesterday. got better this year. Yeah, it got better. The offensive line got better. And look, not, they, Buffalo can't even beat this team. You know, um, uh Kansas City has issues with, 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 with Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati beat them the last three times they faced each other. Um, all because of this Burrow guy, it's, it, he is that dude. I, I just don't think that we have a QB that's going to be able to beat a Philly in Dallas the way we want to beat him. It, it's just I, I don't see it, man. Even with an offense, a stout offensive line, it's just his, his, his skittish plays kind of is it's concerning to me. Um, I, the coaching staff, yeah, they, did he get better? Yes, he did. But is he, is he an elite quarterback? That's still yet to be seen with me. You know, I, I, I still don't see it. Um, it's going to – I would I, – if, I, if I've had a choice to make, I would franchise him for a year and see what else he can give me if, if he can get better than what he is now. Does he have more ceiling? Um, I think he reached the top of his ceiling. If, if you ask me, I think this is the best you're going to get out of Daniel Jones, that Minnesota game. And when teams come and scheme for that, what else does he have? And, and it's nothing else. We don't have anything else. Philly came in there and shut all that down, said, I'm going to take away. If he even tries to run, we're going to be ready for that. And I think the, uh, the coaching staff kind of knew Philly was ready for that, for that RPO. So, um, 
they, 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 they didn't adjust to anything that Philly brought to us. They couldn't. It was, we was just outmatched everywhere all across the board from the rooter to the tutor. I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it. I, I'm with you. Maybe we do cut ties with, 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 with Barkley. Franchise uh, uh, Daniel Jones for one more year to see if this is really that guy. Is he is that guy? Before you go, before you go throwing the whole bag at this guy, because I don't know, man. Looking at other quarterbacks, Burroughs, uh, 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 Herbert, uh, Mahomes, you know the list goes on. I I think that Daniel Jones hasn't rised up. I mean, even even Trevor Lawrence looked like he's going to be that dude. Once he gets some receivers and some more pieces, he's going to be that dude. I mean, this dude has a cannon. Daniel Jones doesn't have a cannon. How many deep balls has Daniel Jones thrown this year? Yeah, you can probably count that on one hand. You know, uh, it's just I don't know, man. I, I, this, this this team really needs to kind of evaluate Daniel Jones and, and, and really think about this before we throw the bag. Is he that elite? Is he an elite quarterback? I don't think so, man. I, I really don't think. We have that elite quarterback, and it, it, to say what Carl said, I think we're, we're we're taking a step back here, and we really have to really kind of evaluate and see moving forward. Are we going to go shot for something? Not this year, not this upcoming year, but later on in the future. Maybe we do need to kind of re- revisit this quarterback thing, man, and 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 see if we can get a, 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 a an elite QB. Because again, if you're you're commander in chief of your office, man, it's not that guy. You're going to have you're going to have horrible seasons. You're going to have up and down seasons, man. You're going to look all right sometime, and then and then you're going to fall flat on your face. I don't know, man. This 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 was a reality check this week. Um, and again, without a good offensive line, we can't really see if Daniel Jones is that dude again because we we still have excuses. Uh, it's a lot of excuses on the table, but I don't like to make excuses. If you are a good Q, a QB. Excuses is out of the question, man. You can make plays. Even the bums out there, you can make plays. But um, I just don't know, man. We just got so much, so many holes all around the board. We're always going back to making excuses for Daniel Jones. And um, I just don't think, I, I really don't think he's that guy, man. I, I, if I would take the safe, the safe move by franchising him. Give him another year to, to, to prove he's that guy. And if he does, Okay, you throw a bag at him, but uh, right now, I'm 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 just I'm just like lost for words, man. With, with this team, I, I don't know where do we start. Where do we? What, what, I don't even know what All to right. do, man. At, at this point, man, I really All don't. Right. All right, let's go to base to get his thoughts, and then go to Sean, and after that, we will get final thoughts. But base, your thoughts as far as market value for the quarterback, the running back. All the other players you brought up, Leonard Williams, your thoughts. But Bates, I also want to bring up the, the point you made earlier about Evan Neal. And I think – I hate to make an excuse for him because I think he will be better in year number two because that left tackle going to right tackle is no easy feat because I, the, the best equivalent I could say when it comes to stuff like that, Bakes, is kind of like if you're driving on – if your steering wheel is on the left side of the car – and you're driving in England, and the steering wheel is on the other side, the right side, that's almost like the best comparison I could say. It's not as easy. It takes time to get used to, to perfect it, and especially right. on the pro level. 
So I'm going to give Evan Neal somewhat of a pass because I really believe his real position is left tackle, but obviously Thomas is there. So makes your thoughts or if you want to respond to that. And also your thoughts on the quarterback and all the points you heard and where we should go as far as building this roster in this offseason. Yeah, um, Steve, I definitely agree that um, I think he'll be better year two. He just he looked very bad, and I, I didn't even realize that he was coming from the left tackle spot. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that he's better. And kind of like how Thomas struggled um, year one and then was magnificent moving forward. So um, I'm hoping that we don't have to search for a right tackle in the, in, the, in the near future. But in terms of the availability, I guess I'm just not that doom and gloom point right now. Yeah, Daniel Jones um, can be a quite of an enigma. I think he he improved all the things I wanted to see this year, which was reduction in turnovers, making better plays. Uh, but I think he was also limited um, with the game the game game plan where um, an example, and this is my example, where the things that, that Galladay excelled at, 50-50 balls going on the field, that's something the Giants did not do a lot of during the season. They, they tried not to put Daniel Jones in spots where uh, he would be unsuccessful. And that's not really the characteristic of a top-tier quarterback. You put him in there and you let him do what he's meant to do. Um, I'm not saying right. Daniel Jones is not talented. I'm saying Daniel Jones is kind of damaged goods from even going back to his college career where, the, you know, Duke's not that great and he was probably the best player on the team and they were getting pummeled and shit like that. But um, unfortunately, he is our best option. We don't know what's coming out of the draft, and we pick, like I said before, we pick at 23. You're not going to get a good quarterback at 23, likely. I mean, you got a couple of players down, the, you know, some significant players late in the draft. Purdy was the last pick in the draft last year. But those are exceptions more than rules, we should probably say, right? So there's that. The real question is my favorite current player on the team, Saquon Barkley. This was a fran- this was a free agent going into free agent year. Usually most players play best going into free agency. He did, wasn't hurt. He had pretty good numbers. He stayed on the field. He was a key contributor. Uh, captain, great motivator, upbeat, everything. I like him for the team. If we follow the trends of running backs, they always deteriorate. They always deteriorate. I mean, look at uh, Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott is a shell of himself. He He's only starting because, because they paid him. That's the only reason why he starts, because they paid him a lot of money, which is crazy, but it's true. Zeke Elliott, I mean, Pollard, Pollard did most of the work before he got injured. Uh, Pollard gets a lion's share of the carries and does all the work, and you see him on the highlights compared to Zeke. And when Zeke first came out, you know what I'm saying, he was killer. We used to worry about facing up against Zeke Elliott. Running backs take too many hits, too many injuries, and it, they just wear down quickly. Is, is he good for the team? Absolutely he's good for the team. Do we know what kind of productivity he'll have moving forward? Now, it leads me back to my GOAT, which is Mr. Leonard Williams, the big cat. 
So while we were talking here, I, I was looking through his numbers and his seasons. He had 2020 had 11 and a half sacks, probably his best season ever. He had two and a half sacks this year on 12 games. No real impact. And he takes a $32 million cap hit. He's not worth the money. To me, he's the first player that they should look at. Yeah, he's saying, because he knows, yeah, I'll probably take less money to play with play with Dex. Yeah, you did, because Dex out there busting ass, and you out there holding his jock strap. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing? You had two tackles in this game. This past game, you had two tackles. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? Why are we paying you all this money? And listen, before anybody says, "Oh, Bakes, it's not your money." Oh, this is. I know it's not my money. I usually players get paid either they get paid in the front end or the back end. If he did something, twenty twenty was he? We dropped. Was he with us twenty? Yeah, he was with us twenty twenty when he got eleven sacks. So we're paying him for that one year. We paid him all that money yep. for that one year. Nah, bro, you're not like dude. And I keep, well, I can't remember his name. That's um, Aaron Donald. You're not Aaron Donald. That's Aaron Donald money. And and you know, think players like that. But I have confidence that the GM will gut the fat, cut the fat, trim the fat, and get these people out of here. And I know a lot of the, you know. A lot of these gentlemen players, they're going to be gone too. And that's just, just the facts. You know what I'm saying? But Daniel Jones is going to be here, more likely franchised than a deal. Um, they, they might roll the dice again, like a Kirk Cousins situation, because there's no, there's no option, you know, there's no viable option that they know what they're going to get and with the offense to start over again while we kind of got the ball rolling. I'd personally like to see – if we got him some real weapons, because let's be honest, though, let's really be honest, he's not top tier like the rest of the quarterbacks that's currently in the playoffs that he was in, right? But he, I would say he's at least second tier. The amount of drops that this man had to endure to is significant. The things we asked him to do, we did. We, he had 15 touchdowns. That was 21, ranked 20. That's not great. In a passing league, 15, but you got to think about all the drops, all the drives that got killed because of drops between, name them, James, Slayton, um, Galladay, you know, um, Shepard, anybody that was playing that was injured. He's playing with walk-ons and, 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 and practice squad dudes and waiver wire dudes. That means something, too. That does mean something. He's never really had an elite wide receiver to pass the ball to. He's not Tom Brady, old Tom Brady that's going to get make, you know, everybody around him better. He's not that player. That's why I say he's not an elite. He might be a second or third tier quarterback. That's still good enough to win a Super Bowl with. That's still good enough to win a Super Bowl if you have a good defense and talent around. He's not going to – he said, come on, guys, I got you, and, and, and beat teams. Kind of like how he beat Minnesota, but – if you pull the Minnesota games out and that Indy game out, his season was average. He didn't really have too many outstanding games, but he has flashes of brilliance. I don't have the mindless optimism for him like most our giant um, community does, but I think he's a decent player, and if we get him some real pieces, I think he can turn, he can turn it up a couple more notches. 
But I'm not saying he's going to be a perennial pro bowler. No, I'm not saying that. And that's okay. Saquon, I would love to keep him, but if we don't keep him and we keep Breida and the other guy we signed, I'd be okay with that too. But I think they will keep him because he's really good for the franchise. So we'll see. Uh, you know, it's it's. But I'm still optimistic. I'm me just going into the next season. I'm expecting to make the playoffs again because that's to me a true consistency is to be a team that the Giants haven't been known for is to consistently make the playoffs. We are in a tough division, but I think we are not a couple of players away, but on our way to building back this team. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. All right, let's go to Sean and his you- thoughts and after that final thoughts because uh, we're running out of time. Uh, Carl, I heard your voice. If you could quickly say your point before we go to Sean because we got to wrap it up. Well, Vic's well, just making, <clears throat> making the point just now. Yeah, Vic's just making the point just now about you. Being able to <clears throat> being able to win with a second tier quarterback, and mm. I think what we're finding out is if you take a look now at the last like ten years since they redid the salary cap, unless like the Forty ers right, to have you have basically have to have like an all pro roster to pull off winning with the second tier quarterback, or have something that's all time, because that's kind of what the pattern has been. Unless you have Brady or Mahomes or even you know the the winning part with the second tier guy hasn't materialized unless like you have like mm. an all time defense with you or basically five all pros like the 49ers have mm-hmm. like that, that, that combination right. is, is, is really hard. So you need either coming to the game with Superman as you're going to see this week or not having Superman, but basically having like an all-star team. That's, that, that's a tricky mix there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's go when to Sean. Hold on, Big O. Hold on, Big O. Hold on, Big O. Hold on, Big O. Let's go to Sean because we're running out of time. Sean, what's your thoughts? And then we're going to go around for final thoughts. Okay. I'm going to try to keep it quick. Number one, when it comes to players and talking about their worth and the amount of money they should have or don't have, I, me personally, if I'm not playing in position, because we're all watching them. If I'm not going through what they've been through as far as practicing, being the elite athletes as they can, whether they try any best or not, I know we talked about Galladay or not. I can't speak about the worth of this man when I'm not nowhere near the worth or making the worth of this man or being the athlete that I can to be on that field and play that game, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. Yes, I think we as fans, we we go overboard a lot as far as he's not getting this type of money because he's not this type of player. Yeah, that's right in a way, but for what he's gone through, he's still on that field. He's still doing what he had to do to be a player. So whatever amount of money he can get, get it, because as you saw a couple of weeks ago, anything can happen and your career is over with, then what? And that's all they got. So I, I give players that much respect and that much credit. As far as Daniel Jones, <clears throat> I guess I'm I'm just an old school person because I saw Joe Montana get beat down 49-3. That didn't make him less of a quarterback. This year you saw Tom Brady not pull his troops up, but he's still a top-ten quarterback. No, I'm not comparing Daniel Jones to those quarterbacks. 
But I'm not saying he's the worst, but he can get there. Those quarterbacks got to where they were during time. So and the people that they had on their team, we're talking about two great quarterbacks that had, at the time they were winning, great receivers. And a lot of times we also get caught up on individual type stats. It's a team sport. Daniel Jones didn't lose. The New York Giants lost. <laughs> As a whole, we lost. <laughs> All right? Just not on him. And there's nobody, there's no quarterback, past, present, that could have did anything in that game against the Eagles. No. So, hey, ain't no making them play. So that's just it as far as I'm concerned. Should we keep them? I think we should get some weapons and see what we can do. If y'all don't know, my biggest fan of, of a quarterback is I feel like the great Phil Sims need to be in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people don't think that. I think for what he went through and being hurt all the time and bringing us to our first Super Bowl, he deserves that. Does he have the stats? No, but he had the arm. He had the tenacity. He had that grit. People don't see that. I feel like Daniel Jones has that same thing. He's gone through a whole lot. But, yeah, if we can win a Super Bowl with him, if we can go to the playoffs a couple of times with him, I'm happy. I know the ultimate goal is Super Bowl. So if we get someone else that can, you know, <laughs> do what we need to do money-wise and everything fits, fine. But I do give him his due. He had a, a phenomenal season. Hey, man, with the right weapons, we'll see. They kept comparing him to that quarterback, Josh, in Buffalo. They both sitting on the couch. Josh ain't had a great game against Cincinnati, so – here we are. Elite, top tier. He a good quarterback, man. I get him they do. But y'all can go ahead. I know we're a professional time. Blue Blue, do your thing. All right. Let me. I, I want to say this because I had to put this shit on air because, I mean, I could say this in the overtime. We'll have a little bit of overtime if you guys want to stay on. But, listen, I think the Giants looked at the situation this season where it was so fucking bad that we haven't been to the playoffs since 2016 that – we front ran. Oh, you, you could say we front ran. We beat with who we supposed to beat those first seven games. That it looked, it would have looked silly to trade uh, the running back when you're actually having a winning record. But now I think it could come back to bite us in the ass going forward. And that's kind of how I look at the situation because the brass didn't want in their first season to look bad trading away the star running back who is going to be deteriorating at the, his age and his career. And I think that's the situation they were in. And, and as far as the quarterback, I got to say this, I don't think whether you get him a couple of weapons or not is going to be the be- the difference. And I think his progressions, when I watch him closely, he doesn't have that feel. It's either one look, two look, or go mm. um, versus uh, elite teams. And in, and it's been like that since Duke. It's been like that his entire career, honestly. And I think the best thing we learn about Daniel Jones or realize about Daniel Jones is when you're coached up right, starting with protecting the ball and not throwing a lot of interceptions, in which he cleaned that shit up, is the reason why we got into the playoffs. So, but do I think it's do I think he's Joe Burrow? No. And and and, and, and 
to, like somebody said it best, your system has to be the Niners. You could throw out Trey Lance in that San Francisco system. You could throw out Jimmy Garoppolo in that system. You could throw out Brock Purdy in that system, and it would still click because it's a system. Do you believe in the giant system is my question for the stakeholders. If you want to answer that in your final thoughts, because we're pressed for time. We can carry this shit over into the uh, overtime. Carl, give us about uh, 20 to 25 seconds. I'm sorry. I know it's kind of pressing, but we're out. But we can stay on for the overtime. Final thoughts from you, Carl. Everybody, uh, same thing. Shout out to everybody. Uh, you know, I'll roll mine to the overtime, but hey, listen, it's been a great therapeutic 90-minute session tonight to uh, get out all of the uh, all of the last words as we uh, sort of pour one out, you know, for the for the season. So I thank you, Steve, and thank you everybody for all the weeks, all the all the pre games, all the post games, and uh, hey, listen, we'll have some fun there in this off season. But thank you all, I appreciate it. And thank you, man. Thank you. Week in and week out, all year round, man. Off season, on season, pre and post games. Carl, it was great they had that analysis from you, man. Thank you for uh, a fun, wonderful analysis throughout, man. Thank you, man. Big O, final thoughts, man. Hey, same thing, man. Uh, appreciate you guys, man. All your input. Um, it's nice to hear everybody's views on this team, man. Um, again, uh, it, it was a, it was a good year. You know, it was. It, it, I wish it could have ended better than this. But hey, again, we 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 knew what we had. We knew we knew we wasn't playing. You know, we knew we was playing with 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 with, with people off the streets, if you basically want to say it. And um, we made it to the playoffs, man. I, I can't, I can't, I can't say this. This was a hard. You know, this was a total disappointment because I we I didn't even expect us to even be here. But um, again, man, moving forward. We, we we still have to make you know think of, keep keep in mind that you know this team has a lot of work to do man and um and, and I hope, hopefully man I got faith in in, in Shane and Dable man and, and and this outcome of this season they can go back and um, reflect and see that you know and, and and start putting the right pieces that we need to make us successful um this, uh, right, this oh, top tier QB let's go oh let's go oh we got to wrap it up go ahead man we're going to the overtime. Yeah, and, and, and peace out to everybody. Shout out to Big O, man. Thank you. Uh, Biggs, uh, final thoughts, Sean, after that. Hey, man, I, I just think uh, the cup is half full, not half empty. We got some tough challenges ahead, but I have faith that the GM is going to figure it out. Bleed blue. Oh, Blake, please, by all means, uh, plug in uh, the platform, man. Please, we got to do that. We got to continue to do that, the uh, front and front lines, if you don't mind. Front liners on Instagram at NYG Frontliners on Twitter, Frontliners NYG on Facebook, The Frontliners. Please go to the go to the, uh, the Frontliners page and please support it. Leave comments, likes, share it, man. We gotta let everybody know what every fan does, man. You know that's how we get. You know what I'm saying? That's how we do as far as the building of the community uh, from the from the sports fan perspective. Shout-outs to you, Bakes. Thank you for everything you've done this season for Giants fan, man. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, if, if you don't hear from them, you're going to hear from me, man. Thank you. And then, Sean, final thoughts. Yeah, always great shows. Appreciate everybody's input. Happy for a surprising season that we haven't had in a long time. This, this has been real beautiful. And thank you, Sean, for joining us all week, you know, every week, 
all year round, and I mean, you, you're one of the best fans in the base. Uh, how you rep it because you're always talking shit to the division rival fans, and and you know, and you come on here and you support what we do, and it's, it's always an honor to have you on, bro, man. For years to come, man. same with True Big O and Big San Carl, man. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, this Thursday, no Giants talk. We're going to talk conference championships, AFC and NFC. This Thursday, we'll have a couple of uh, uh, outside the Big Blue. Uh, sports talk fans going to come on and join us. He, he come on talk uh, AFC NFC championships. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll close the show out, man. Let's let's do a Vic style, man. You know, we lead it with blue, uh, lead in with uh, Vic, and then we'll start with uh, Vic and stop it up with Vic. And we'll join you guys on overtime. Most of the time, we got a chance of putting the game away, but it was yeah. other factors outside of Eli that because I mean, usually when you know, when we lose a game, it's pretty much it's either. The defense either just got toasted or Eli is giving the ball away. And neither one of those two things happened tonight. But somehow we still lost. I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Blue, 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 blue,